0: So we chose for tonight uh, to look at the mystery of suffering and I think we have to make a difference between the fact of suffering and the mystery of suffering. Knowing that suffering is what is most present in everybody's life. I think none of us knows anyone who has not suffered. Um, Personally, uh, I think that they have not suffered a lot. (laughs) But it happened that I've been uh, in touch with a lot of people who suffered, not only as a priest, but because in India I was for about more than 10 years taking care of people with AIDS, HIV, and especially children. And at the time where uh, there was no medication or it was extremely, extremely expensive, so much so that I was witness of a lot of people dying, and dying usually with a lot of sufferings. And what is obvious is that when you see somebody who suffers, um, first of all, it demands a lot of respect because, in the same way as only poor people understand poverty, only those who have suffered understand those who suffer. And, and there's, a, there's a real respect and a bit of silence that we need to, to maintain when we approach somebody who suffers a lot. Because by definition, we don't understand the suffering of somebody else. And before I continue, it's, it's difficult, obviously, to talk about suffering in such an environment where we are so blessed and, and with a superabundance of uh, goods. And. Nevertheless, I think we have to make a distinction between a natural look on suffering and obviously the only way to give the proper answer which is at the Christian level. We all know that suffering is usually the major stumbling block for many people to accept, to develop a relationship with God and we all know those questions that we face on a regular basis. How can you say that God is good? How can you say that God loves you or loves us when there's so much suffering in the world? How can even can we say that Jesus is victorious over suffering when after the cross there's the same and as St. Thomas Aquinas says there's even more suffering in, in the world after the cross than before the cross? Suffering is, first of all, natural, obviously. Uh, and, and, and when Jesus even uh, leads us to look at the need for the grain of wheat to fall and die in order to, to bear fruits, he's just underlining the fact that the mystery of life, not only human life, but any life on Earth, is eminently linked to the dimension of suffering and when you look at the words of Christ obviously those words sometimes are extremely strong Uh, when he invites any of his disciples to carry his cross you cannot be my disciple again uh, unless you carry your cross or when he says it to the disciples of, uh, of Emmaus you lack intelligence man without any intelligence didn't you understand that it was a necessity for the Messiah to suffer in order to enter in glory so we see the mystery of suffering uh, present in in the whole of the scripture Uh, we see that immediately after the fall and the mystery of death is not the permission of God, it's the will of God as a consequence of original sin. The disorder that exists in in each one of us, which is cause of suffering at the psychological level, at the physical level and at the spiritual level, all this is not just by chance. It is part of the intention of God in the way He wants to lead us. And you see that clearly in the way God leads Israel, uh, leading Israel in the desert during 40 years, having to suffer, no food, no no water, and walking during 40 years, that's not easy. You see that in the apocalypse, if some of you have ever, ever read the book of Revelation, you see that God is constantly trying to destabilize us from the false worldly peace that we always try to develop from the false worldly pleasures which implies suffering because we are, we are constantly destabilized in order to offer to us something much greater so again what is the role of suffering and what is it in the, in the intention of God in, in, the, in the government of God on, on his creation and on each one of us when you look at different religious answers uh, none of them really gives the answer Uh, some of them understand what is good that suffering can be already at the natural level a real chance of purification and we all know have heard of people who thanks to suffering have developed a dignity that otherwise they would never have shown we all know and sometimes ourselves have discovered that thanks to suffering there is the new depth in us that otherwise would not have manifested itself. Uh, you, we see some people who suffer we, in a heroic way. We also see other people who because of suffering totally close themselves. We see some people who discover at the spiritual level that suffering allows them to be even more alive through for example the mystery of mercy where they discover every time they are hurt a new chance to love more a new chance to be more alive at the spiritual level already natural when I say spiritual I don't mean Christian a new chance to to see in them that there is an endless capacity to love and to be a source we see also people who, because of suffering, totally close themselves. And I wanted to look at, because I know that we don't have so much time, and that it's more important to keep time for questions, uh, I wanted to look at uh, maybe three major uh, lights that show us, in obviously Christian lights, that show us the importance of suffering in the intention of God, in the providence of God on each one of us. One is St. Paul in the Epistle to the Romans, who reminds us that thanks to suffering, and St. Paul was quite an expert on this because of what he had to go through as an apostle, that thanks to suffering, he developed. we can develop endurance And thanks to endurance, we can develop hope. Therefore, Paul uh, linking the suffering that we have to go through in order to develop a life of hope. And I will come back on it, which is something that Pope Benedict develops also in his encyclical letter on hope. There is another dimension of suffering that Jesus manifests and first of all develops. If you remember the the parable of the vine. The vine has to be trimmed in order to bear fruits. Okay, When we trim a vine, we don't really think and wonder whether the vine is suffering. But it's a parable, meaning each one of us somehow has to be trimmed in order to bear fruits. Which is something that uh, Jesus, again, Reminded to the Greeks, if you remember, when they came to see him in Jerusalem, wanted to see Christ, and Jesus told them, again, unless the grain of wheat falls and dies, which implies suffering, it cannot bear fruit. So, not only is suffering linked to hope, but suffering linked to fruitfulness. The third light that the that the Scripture, that our Christian faith gives us, is the mystery of suffering leading us, and we already mentioned it, to the mystery of glory. It was necessary for the Messiah to suffer in order to enter in glory. And remember, and I just want to stop for a few seconds there, uh, if we indeed believe that we have this incredible privilege to have been created by God not only to enjoy this earth as much as it is feasible and right to do not only to develop human relationships which hopefully will help us mature in love and therefore in a certain human happiness but we have this incredible privilege to have been created in order to share nothing else but the life of God himself we have been created to share the glory of God which normally should blow our mind in the sense that uh, obviously we have no right on it and if we have no right on it in a certain way we have no right to discuss on the means that God has chosen in order to give us such a privilege which is basically the main argument or the main difficulty that you see in the book of job you remember job was uh, suffered he lost everything and uh, some of his friends came uh, not really to console him first of all but basically to accuse him saying you know if he suffers because you've sinned then they try to console him saying god doesn't really understand what you're going through and finally job accepts to be silent. And at that moment God speaks. And basically tells him, but why are you discussing about suffering? (laughs) If indeed this is the means that they've chosen for you, why would you discuss? And that's the hard part of the any dialogue that we have on the means used by God in his providence to lead us in a certain way there is no discussion. Since what God chooses to offer to us is infinitely greater than what we would have the right to receive, since it's a gift of endless mercy, then obviously we can just say, Amen, if this is the way I accept it. In fact, Jesus tells us, when you discover, when you know that there is a treasure in a field you sell everything in order to get it. You don't start to argue saying the treasure is so expensive you just sell everything. Same thing with the mystery of glory. Uh, If indeed the intention of God is to glorify us with the glory that he has from all eternity, which is an endless mystery to look at and to hope for, then we say, whatever way, in any case the end is so great that I accept any means that God is going to use. And I wanted to continue by looking at another light, which is again from St. Paul, uh, when you remember he tells us that we are called to achieve in our flesh what is missing to the passion of Christ. Again. Jesus is the only saviour, source of all graces for us and that would be already beautiful to receive the grace of being saved simply from him. But God has intended to not to treat us, not to save us in an immature way but in a mature way. He wants us to cooperate. and 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 therefore he wants us to be part ourselves in a responsible way to the mystery of the redemption where we are called to be source one for each other and to be more precise to be priest one for each other that's the good news the bad news is that a priest demands a sacrifice so if we accept the dignity of the priesthood offered to us by God then indeed we should recognize that we have also to accept the fact of being a sacrifice. There is no priest without a lamb. Christ is the high priest. Christ is the perfect lamb. But he invites us, if we accept, to be part of his mission, to be part of this responsibility that he has accepted to be channel of grace for many. And to ourselves, be little channels of grace from Christ to others by accepting to develop this mediation through also the sacrifice of ourselves one way or the other. And finally, maybe the last slide, and then I'll try to to develop a little bit. The last slide, which is again maybe the, the greatest mystery, for me at least, the fact that God has chosen And I was going to say had no other way, and I think we can say that, had no other way in his intention to reveal himself fully but using, but by using the mystery of suffering. God had to suffer, not only Jesus had to suffer, not only in order to be glorified himself, but in order to reveal fully the mystery of God. We see that extremely clearly in the Gospel of St. John. I don't have so much time to to develop it. But if indeed what is deepest in us, and I think I can speak for each one of you because we are all the same at that level, uh, we have been created to know God and to love Him while starting our pilgrimage on this earth and a pilgrimage which is a little bit bumpy But that's only part of the pilgrimage. The end is really, and the end hopefully that we start already here, through hope, the end is to know God and to love Him. And to know God, who is absolutely transcendent. At first God reveals Himself to Moses, I am. Not much. But to know God, in a personal way in all his intimacy only the Son can lead us to know the Father and the Son in order to reveal the Father who is only love has to use suffering which is a mystery but a mystery that is fitting Jesus has to use the Holocaust of the cross he had to accept to be crushed on the cross in order to help us discover this infinite attraction exercised by the Father on him. He had to accept to go as deeply as possible in this mystery of suffering in order to become for us the icon of his Father. And you know somebody like, I'm sure that a lot of you have heard of the little flower, Therese of Lisieux, uh, she liked to be called Therese of the Child Jesus and of the Holy Face. And when she chose this name of the Holy Face, she was looking at the face of Christ disfigured on the cross. She understood, understood so well that the only way to know God as he wanted to reveal himself without any limit was to look at Christ disfigured which again naturally is a scandal but which is in fact a necessity. We cannot have access to a love which is the mystery of God constantly overflowing. We cannot have access to a love which therefore can only give itself to us and reveal itself to us us through the mystery of mercy unless one has to accept to become a pure capacity to receive this mercy. And maybe to to finish in a few minutes, uh, in a certain way, that that is the challenge that we see constantly in the church and that we see very well uh, presented by the book of Revelation. Uh, Man, on one hand, is always trying to rebuild personal harmony. Man, on one hand, is always trying as a community to to rebuild the Tower of Babel and basically our whole culture tries to prevent (coughs) us from suffering and in fact God on his side is always trying to help us discover that through suffering we develop a new personality. Remember how the letter to the Hebrews looking at Christ tells us that he had to suffer through obedience, He had to suffer in order to become a compassionate high priest. And I think it's clear in our, first of all, in our human experiences that the more we suffer and the more we accept to suffer in love and sometimes out of love, the more we develop a personality which is compassionate. that's the difference between somebody who is very young who has not suffered a lot yet and we all know that and it can be very hard and then you see the same person 50 years later after sometimes a lot of trials hopefully this person if he or she has lived the fact of suffering in a loving way in a merciful way when needed then develops a personality which is meek and compassionate Maybe the best example is St. John. If you remember, St. John, young, is uh, pretty rough and tough, eh, son of thunder. So when there's any problem in his apostolic life, he tells Jesus, maybe we should call for the fire to come down from, from heaven in order to burn the villagers who don't listen to us. Nice apostolic life. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, Jesus didn't listen to him. And, and the same St. John... Probably seven years later, and uh, ends up manifesting such a compassion, such a meekness, such a tenderness uh, when he calls his disciples, "My little children." that's not at all the, the young Saint John. Any one of us knows it, and uh, when we suffer or when we have done something which is wrong, we usually go to our grandparents and not first of all to our parents because we know that they'll be compassionate <laughs> and they'll be merciful. <laughs> So <laughs> suffering layers of suffering which implies which implies age, layers of suffering hopefully develops in us a heart which is compassionate, that's natural. Layers of suffering hopefully lived in faith and in charity, in love. Develop a, in us a new fruitfulness. We become we learn what it means to be source of life for others. Layers of suffering, hopefully also, develop in us from within a certain connaturality with Christ. And that's why at the beginning, I was saying that at the end there is only a Christian answer. Uh, um, God has chosen suffering, the Father has chosen suffering, in order to configure us to His Son in all his dignity as a beloved son, in all his fruitfulness as a beloved son, in his priesthood and his sacrifice.